You're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. I'm your host, Adam Rosen. I'm a fellowship-trained, board-certified orthopedic surgeon who specializes in knee replacement. Here I'll talk to you about common knee complaints and other orthopedic issues. We'll cover other important health-related topics, all of which are meant to helpfully answer some of your questions and help improve the quality of your life. Thanks for listening, and on with the next episode. Hello and welcome back. This is Adam Rosen, and you're listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. In today's episode, I want to actually talk to you about health insurance. So I truly believe that our country has the best health care available to patients. So we have hospitals with some of the most cutting-edge technology. We have some incredibly intelligent and skilled doctors and surgeons, nurses, and additional healthcare workers that are part of those teams that care for you. The problem is, and I'm not going to go into detail in this discussion, is a huge overuse of certain types of healthcare services. But what's a bigger issue is the idea of healthcare insurance. It's a constant game. So, I mean, when you look at the healthcare bills, it's near impossible to get an itemized list of exactly what was charged and how it was charged and how they came up with those figures. And from person to person and healthcare insurance company to healthcare insurance company to hospital system to hospital system, even for the same treatment or procedure, the numbers are all over the place. It's ridiculous. And as a doctor, you know, doctor's rates really haven't increased in a lot of ways and a lot of procedures they've decreased over the years. But me personally, and you, if we're paying for health insurance for ourselves and our families, our rates continue to go up. And the health insurance company continues to deny care, and the insurance keeps making money, and hospitals then keep raising the figures to try to get the insurance companies to pay a percentage. And this has just led to this unsustainable problem that we have, which is healthcare in America. Now, the bigger problem is what's going on right now with the ongoing coronavirus pandemic is that the big mistake is a lot of Americans have health insurance tied to their employment. So now with tens of millions of people that are out of a job because of this illness, we now have people that don't have access to health care. So... I have always been a big proponent of that our country should offer healthcare services to all Americans. Now, you get a lot of people, and it's a very, very deep discussion, and I'm going to not, again, try to bore you with numbers and statistics. If you're curious, go look it up. And if you don't agree with it, the beauty of this is you can turn this off and listen to something else. But I really try to make my point to a lot of people, and I think they're all good, valid points. I'm just not sure that the people making decisions have the right people talking to them about what the plan and process is. Because the reality is that nothing in life is free. And when people talk about, we want free healthcare, every other country that has universal healthcare, it's not free. They pay for it in taxes. So you get a lot of people when they hear that word taxes right away, they're against it. I don't want to pay more taxes. I don't want this. It's the worst thing in the world. But the thing, and, and I don't know this one for sure. I would really need you know a statistician or an economist to sit down and do the numbers. But I believe that if we had universal health care for all Americans, and that would be through the process of raising taxes 
And you definitely could increase taxes on big corporations, capital gains taxes, and, and even the ridiculously wealthy, wealthy people. I mean, we're talking, these are the billionaires that have said, tax us. You know, you increase their tax rates a couple percentage points, they're still fine and their families are fine for the rest of their lives. But that money would then hopefully, you know, cover some of these costs. But the thing that I would love to see is that if you look at what we all pay for health insurance currently, and then you look at, you know, what are your deductibles and what are your co-pays, and you start to look at all of these other things that are essentially healthcare. And if you look at that whole number for most people and families, and you said, okay, my tax rate went up another percentage point, my suspicion is that those numbers would be pretty equal. And in some cases, you may actually pay a little bit more in taxes, but at the end of the year, you actually may be saving money because I see this with my patients now. I mean, I have patients that they're struggling to pay for health insurance. And at the end of the day, they may have gotten a cheap health insurance plan, but now they need something done and their deductible is ridiculously high. You know, we're talking five, ten thousand dollars in a deductible, and now they need this procedure done, and the deductible just stops them from doing it. The scary thing is I've even had some patients with health insurance that because their deductible was so high, they talked to the hospital to find out what the cash pay price would be. And a lot of hospitals offer, you know, it's 30, 40% cash discount for a particular service. And for a lot of these patients, it was cheaper to pay cash for the procedure than it was to pay their deductible even though they had health insurance. And that's a problem. So right away, I think just by having health care for all, I think that would save a lot of problems. And we would keep most Americans healthy and people wouldn't go bankrupt by having an illness or having a surgery. And I'm not saying that we should offer health care for every single thing. You know, there's still some things that people may want to get insurance for. And a lot of countries are like that, where even the doctors will work part-time at the Universal Healthcare Hospital. And you have to understand that by having that, a lot of those patients wait longer for visits and they wait longer for particular procedures. They also tend to see physician extenders and general practitioners and internists first, which, you know, I agree with. I have kind of this catch-22 where I'm happy to see every patient that has knee pain because you get patients that believe, well, I have good insurance, I have a PPO, I have Medicare, I can see a specialist without an, an authorization. And in some ways, I think that's good because I know I can see them, I can do the appropriate tests. You know, I'm not going to order an MRI on an 80-year-old. I get the appropriate x-rays. I can make the diagnosis. I can offer a treatment. And at the end of the day, that actually may be more cost-effective and get a patient feeling better quicker than if they see their primary who orders the wrong test, who sends them to the wrong treatment plan and gets the wrong diagnosis, then to get another special test and then send them to the specialist. You know, at the end of the day, that's more expensive. So that comes back to the education process of, you know, the, the internists, the general practitioners, uh, and the, the schools that teach these young doctors have to do a better job of teaching some of these other specialties where a large majority of patients that show up to the primary show up with orthopedic problems. So we need a better education process there. Um, but just understand that with a universal healthcare system, there may be a delay in what patients are used to because then a lot of those doctors that work in these other countries that work for universal healthcare then also work another part of the day or different days at the private hospitals. 
So this does offer patients that have the ability to pay for things to get in a little quicker and get different procedures done where they may have had to wait for a longer period of time through the universal healthcare system. But that may be a small minority of people. And you may offer insurance for those other things. So subspecialty care, you can offer private insurance for those things. But insurance should be countrywide. You know, there's zero reason why, you know, I can buy the insurance and I can't go across state lines. What if I have two homes? Or what if I live on the border of a state and I work in one state and live in the other and I get sick here or there? Do I have to drive across the strait because my insurance won't cover me there? You know, and the idea of surprise billing is just ridiculous that if you show up to a hospital and you're seen by a doctor and an anesthesiologist and a surgeon, you shouldn't be surprised by getting a bill because the one doctor covering is an independent contractor. You know, if they're working in the hospital, they should be signing a legal agreement that they will accept the rates for the insurer for that hospital system. And a universal healthcare system gets rid of that because everybody would be on the same page. All 50 states, all cities, all hospitals, all procedures, all surgeries, all treatments would all be covered across a similar sort of platform. Because if we had this universal coverage, if you got into a car accident and it wasn't even your fault, there's no reason that you should be stuck in a hospital having multiple surgeries and now go bankrupt because your insurance plan didn't cover it or you didn't have good enough insurance. That should be covered by our country. As good as we are, you should not go bankrupt for having an accident. And what if you get sick? You know, what if you get your appendix bursts, your gallbladder bursts, you get pneumonia, you have a heart attack, you have a stroke. There's no reason why you should be in the hospital and you should be focusing on getting well where you and your family are worried about the financial impact this is going to have to you for the rest of your life. You know, if you want something elective done that is not life-threatening, sure, plan it in advance, save money. Those are the things that you can buy insurance for. But these things like emergencies, trauma, appendix, infections, strokes, heart attacks, we should have a plan in place for all Americans that covers you. And wellness visits. You know, if you have diabetes, you have high blood pressure, first and foremost, you got to take a look in the mirror. And if you're not eating well, if you're not exercising, if you're overweight, if you're smoking, if you drink excessively, those are all things which are bad for your health. And if you're non-compliant and doctors have told you and it's documented, you know, I believe those patients should be responsible for a greater proportion of their healthcare bills. Because you're spending the money on these other things. You got money to spend. Spend it on your health care. That shouldn't be the responsibility of our country if you're not compliant with what you've been told. But if you do have diabetes and if you do have heart disease and if you do have lung disease and you've done your job, you've done everything you can to improve your health, but you still have illnesses and you still need treatment and you still need evaluations, those wellness visits should be covered. You know, children, wellness visits should be covered. You know, immunizations should be covered. Because you see, lo and behold, people that are afraid to go to the doctor because they can't afford it and they deal with these problems until it becomes a huge problem and a life-threatening problem. And now you wind up being rushed into the emergency room and you're in the ICU and you're sick as a dog and you know you may have done permanent harm to your organs and now you have an astronomical bill. So in our country, as good as it is, there is no reason that somebody should be afraid to go to the doctor because they can't afford it, and wait until something catastrophic happens. So 
I mean, just my two cents. You know, I just, I, I really believe that we have some of the greatest healthcare professionals in this country. We have some incredible hospitals and incredible access to technology. But what those things are being charged and the charges that we see are astronomical. Um, the ability of having insurance, and we shouldn't have that many issues with access to insurance, um, is ridiculous. And we need a better plan going forward. And, you know, this pandemic that we're going through, I think, should unveil the problem to what people were kind of afraid to really discuss and afraid to have a plan in place for the past few years is like, what do we do as far as healthcare? Because now we're seeing it when your insurance is tied to your employer and you have tens of millions of people that lose their job. In the middle of a pandemic, which is an illness, which requires healthcare, we got a big problem, you know, and I can only hope that going forward in the future that we have people in the government that will sit down with the appropriate doctors and economists and come up with a good plan, which will offer at minimum some insurance coverage to all Americans, which will cover them for these illnesses and accidents and wellness visits and general health prevention to prevent people from being burdened for the rest of their life and potentially losing all of their wealth, houses, and being strapped with debt that they can't ever get out from under for the rest of their life simply because they got sick or got ill. Um, so just my two cents. Um, if you have thoughts, and I'm sure probably people will, um, you know, feel free, put them in the comments page. Um, if you've enjoyed listening to this, uh, please tell your friends, uh, pass it on, leave a review. Uh, I am happy to have everyone listening, and I hope you found the information helpful. I'm Adam Rosen. You've been listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. Stay safe, everyone. Thanks for listening to the Your Knee, Your Health podcast. If you've not already done so, please subscribe so you'll be notified of future episodes. And if you enjoy what you're hearing, please take the time to leave a review. It helps other people like you find the show. I'm your host, Adam Rosen, and until next time, stay safe.